0: Well, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me. And if you are new here, if this is your first episode, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. This week, we're talking about working at home, especially when it wasn't planned ahead of time. You'll find more information and links in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 288. This episode is brought to you by Text Expander, one of my most used and best loved Productivity tools, you can save time typing and boost your productivity with Text Expander. If you type something more than three times, you can make it a snippet and let Text Expander type it for you. And what's great is uh, your Text Expander snippets sync across all your devices so you can make snippets on one computer, use them on all your devices so you're more productive everywhere you type. And the Text Expander team hosts really interesting and useful webinars every month to help you learn how to use Text Expander to be more productive. You can sign up for their beginner, advanced, and teams webinars to learn more about pro- boosting your productivity. You can find all of their webinars at textexpander.com slash webinar, and I hope that you will check it out. Text Expander is available for Mac OS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. It's a tool I've been using for years to be more productive in my work, in all elements of my work. And I encourage you to give it a try if you haven't already. Visit Textexpander.com slash podcast to get 20% off your first year. And be sure to let them know that the Productive Woman Podcast sent you. That's Textexpander.com slash podcast to get 20% off your first year of this indispensable productivity tool. Okay. So let's get into our topic of the week. There have been lots of discussions in my world lately about adjustments to working from home. Now we've talked about working from home in the past, but when the decision is made for you suddenly and with little time to prepare, It's a very different thing from making a choice to work from home. Uh, This brings a whole set of challenges to be dealt with. And add to that the fact that for many of us right now in this time as I'm recording, we're making this adjustment to working from home at the same time that our children of various ages are also home from school. And for some of us, our spouse or significant other is either working from home Or has been laid off and so is home a lot uh, in ways that they weren't before. Uh, So this is top of mind for a lot of us. And and just to back up and give a little context, as I'm recording this, we are in the United States and I think in the rest of the world in the midst of a worldwide uh, pandemic that has created changes in in all sorts of ways to our day-to-day lives and one of them is for many of us we are working from home when we weren't before as part of the social distancing guidelines or the work from home orders that have been given by government to uh, slow the spread of this this disease so in any event because of what's going on in the world around us a lot more people are working from home rather suddenly without much time to prepare and it's created questions a little bit of anxiety and i thought it was a good time to talk about this i think you're going to find lots of people Uh, great resources are talking about ways to be productive working from home. And I'll try to link to some of those that I know about in the show notes for this episode if you want more information. But one great example of the questions that are coming up here was a question that Elena asked in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group very recently. And here's what she had to say reaching out to ask for help with suddenly working remotely. I'm very anxious and having a very difficult time with self-motivation. Life does go on though and I need to figure this out. I want to create a schedule that includes my job, exercise, a daily home project such as organization or cleaning, and some downtime each day as our home is very full and I'm easily distracted. Do you have ideas, templates, or productivity tools that might help? I'm thinking of real basics. I need to replace this fear with confidence. And oh, my heart went out to Elena. I that I think she expressed what a lot of people are feeling these days when a sudden decision was made by circumstances to uh, force people to work from home who've never done that before. So reading that question, reading the responses to Elena's question, uh, some of which I'm going to share later on in this episode, I just thought, let's let's talk about this now. We're, we're continuing the conversation in the Facebook group, but I wanted to uh, talk about it here with you to expand the, the conversation to a larger group. And so I'm going to share some of my thoughts and ideas, and then I'm also going to share some of the suggestions that were offered by women in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group uh, that I think are really useful and helpful for for any of us, whether working from home is new and was sort of thrust upon you, or whether you've worked at home for a long time by choice. Uh, I think there's lots of things that we can learn from each other about this. Furthermore, even if you don't uh, have a paid job working from home, some of these suggestions are applicable even even just in sort of working at home in terms of being home under quarantine or whatever um, and trying to be productive when you can't go out as much as you used to, at least for now. So from my perspective, uh, if you've listened to the podcast for very long, you know, I have worked from home for the past couple of years. I changed law firms a couple of years ago and uh, went to a situation where I work from home almost exclusively, serving my legal clients from home, as well as producing the podcast, working with coaching clients, and at times facilitating those Productive Woman Mastermind groups. So I've been doing that almost exclusively from home for, I want to say it's about two years now. Um, but even for me it's different right now working from home than it was even just a month ago the things things are changed around me which of course has an impact on what's going on inside me and the way I approach work the the stress of dealing with what's going on in the world certainly changes things our youngest son is home from graduate school so uh, you know we knew he was coming home for spring break I mentioned this last week, but that spring break has been uh, extended into uh, working or finishing up his degree remotely for the rest of the semester. And I've been trying to help him get set up to finish that semester remotely. Uh, In addition, my husband, as I mentioned last week, is working a different schedule now as his company has taken measures to uh, protect the workers who need to be there because they provide essential services, uh, but they want to keep them safe. And so to reduce the number of folks who are at at the work site at any given time. They've they've got them working different schedules and working four uh, 10 hour days instead of working five eight hour days. So he's home an extra day during the week and that's a change. So it's, even though I've been working from home for a while and I'm grateful for the fact that that means I've had systems in place, I've got a work set up, you know, an office set up for, for doing my work, still it's different. And I'm having to, to really consciously think about how I approach getting my work done in these days, this day and age. Uh, So working from home especially working from home kind of unexpectedly and with little time to prepare, as I mentioned earlier, brings a whole set of challenges with it. There is just the disruption to our work that comes from the change. We are used to going to another place where we've got maybe our workspace set up the way we like it, all the tools we need close at hand, the people we need to collaborate with nearby. And now that's changed. Now we're at home trying to uh, scramble to to get work done in a, a... an environment that's familiar to us but not familiar to the way we work so that creates some disruption there are new distractions both external and internal the external distractions of being at home and the the tv in the other room or the the other people in the household and the internal distractions some of which i've already mentioned the the anxiety and worry that comes with what's going on in the world and and just all those sorts of things. So we're dealing with different distractions that affect our ability to get our work done in an efficient and effective way. We have the challenges of having uh, you know our our spouse or roommate, whoever it is we live with. If we share a home with someone else, if we're parents, we've got kids who are home from school, and uh, we're we're trying to accommodate that as well as getting our work done. Uh, I I've seen comments both in the face the the productive woman community Facebook group and other places on social media where women are talking about feeling that mom guilt because the kids are home. But but I need to get my work done, and am I doing either one of them, you know, justice? Uh, there's the the struggles or the challenges of now to, in addition to everything else we have going on in our lives, those of us who have school-age kids at home are uh, trying to figure out how to keep their education going, uh, whether it's dealing with the remote education opportunities that are offered by our kids' schools or kind of homeschooling them, at least for now. And figuring out how to do that if you have never done it before adds a whole new layer of complexity. There is the challenge of isolation as well. Certainly, if uh, for those of us who live alone, who are now working from home with no one else around, maybe when we're used to going into an office and having those colleagues nearby to talk with and collaborate with, now there's this feeling of isolation. It was interesting to me that even though I have worked from home for a couple of years, and as an introvert, I like being home. I don't necessarily want to go anywhere, but knowing uh, a couple of days ahead of the uh, stay-at-home order was issued here for us in the county I live in, knowing that was coming and that I was not supposed to leave the house, left me feeling really off balance. And just that sense of, of knowing that Even if I wanted to socialize with friends, I didn't have that option now. And so those are some of the challenges that I know I and other people I know are facing. You may be dealing with those and others. And so I wanted to talk about some things we can do to help uh, deal with those challenges and be productive in both our work and our personal life when it's all happening within the four walls of our home. So let's talk about some of those things. We talked last week about mindset issues, about how that probably is the biggest uh, difference we can make in how productive we are at any time. But certainly in a time like this, what, what we can control has shrunk. We can't control how long this virus is kind of, rampaging through the world. We can't control what our various governments a- agencies are doing, but we can control what's going on in our head. And I don't uh, say that to trivialize how, how challenging that could be. It's, it's easy, as I talked about last week, to let fear and anxiety kind of run away with us and keep us from focusing on, you know, the here and now and what needs to get done and what we want to do. And so managing our own thinking becomes more and more important uh, in a a crisis situation like this in in a time of unexpected and maybe in many cases unwanted change to our day-to-day lives. And so I encourage you to find what resources you can. We've talked about it last week and in other episodes uh, about things we can do to sort of manage our own thinking. I recommend to you again, as I have many times in the past, Brooke Castillo's The Life Coach School podcast as a great resource for helping you sort of get get a handle on your own thinking and turning it to more uh, more productive and useful directions. And. I'll put a link in the show notes to that that podcast but I encourage you to even just go back to the first few episodes of it. She's done some great episodes recently about dealing with chaos and sort of coping And thriving even in times such as we find ourselves in right now. But even her very earliest episodes have some very encouraging and helpful uh, advice and ideas and techniques that we can use to manage our thinking, because that's where it starts, to be productive in any situation, but in the particular situation we're talking about this week uh, it starts with getting getting a handle on what's going on between our ears so in addition to that there are some other things specifically that can help with Adjusting to working from home when it's not something that you're used to doing and when it had to happen kind of quickly with very little time to prepare. Hopefully, if your company, you know, you work for another company, they've got resources available to help with the mechanics of working from home and getting the things done that you need to do. Uh, But if they don't, uh, there are resources available uh, through, you know, paid services and other things online. I'll try to find links to put in. In the show notes for this episode. Um, but if you have questions, um, shoot, shoot me an email at feedback at the or put a post a question in the, the productive woman community Facebook group. If you're a member there, because there's women all over the world in that community who are standing by with great ideas to help you make this adjustment. So for now, here are some ideas that I had on some things that you can do to be more productive working from home and at home, even if you're not working for someone else. So the first thing I would suggest is, if you can, set aside a dedicated space for your work. When we bought this house uh, where we now live in December, because we just moved in in December, We looked a lot of houses and we looked specifically and only really at houses that had a home office because we knew I would continue working from home. So that was a key thing that we needed to have in any home we moved into. But if you're not used to working from home, if it's not something you ever contemplated, you might well not have a whole room to set aside and dedicate for your workspace now. Uh, if you can take over a guest room for a while that would be great i mean obviously we're not we're not going to be having guests for the the until these quarantines are lifted so maybe you've got a guest room that you can take over but maybe you don't maybe every room in your home is occupied by a family member and you don't have a separate room that you can kind of commandeer and set up as a workspace. So even if you can't do that, uh, even if you can't take over a whole room that has a door you can close, find a space in your home where, if possible, you can leave your work stuff out uh, between work sessions without having to pack it up every day. If the only place you have to work is the kitchen table where you all eat dinner, then, you know, find ways to sort of simplify the process of setting up and taking down your work materials each day. Maybe a tote, you know, one of the, if you've got a, a, one of those big like Rubbermaid totes that you can kind of put everything in and put the lid on it and stick it in a closet in between work sessions and then get it out the next day when you're ready to work, that'll make it easier for you. But, if possible, find a workspace, a corner of a room, a desk, somewhere that you can leave your materials out and make it easy for yourself to sit down and, and start working each day. Regardless of where your workspace is going to be, once you've identified it, gather the materials and the equipment that you need and get it all in that place. Uh, organize as best you can with the things you use most frequently readily at hand. And certainly find the most comfortable chair you can. If you're going to be spending several hours a day sitting at a workspace, um, you, you, where you're, where you are sitting, it's very important for your back and your just general health to have a comfortable chair. Uh, hopefully you have one in your home. If you don't uh, and you can't go out shopping, most of the office supply stores, like in the United States, we have Office Depot and Office Max and different places like Staples uh, that you can order a chair online. Amazon even sells decent uh, work Chairs. So find a comfortable place to sit. Make it a priority to find and create a functional and pleasant place to work. Move things around from other parts of your house if you need to. You know, a, a work table maybe that's been in a room for something else. You can clear it off and and use that for your workspace or move it to your workspace. A good lamp to make sure that you have good lighting. Uh, all those sorts of things. So the the main point here is to set aside a space that's dedicated to your work that you can walk away from at the end of your workday, just as you le- left your office or your workspace um, that's somewhere else to come home. It's important to be able to walk away from your work and not have it kind of scattered all over the place, taking over your entire home. And that goes to my second point, which is to to the best... That you can create boundaries between work and non work. And I say that with a little bit of, you know, I, that's very hard for me. My work can easily take over all my thoughts and all my time. Uh, and so it's, it's helpful to me that I have a home office that when I get up to leave, I can close the door and have that sort of mental boundary of, okay, my work day is over. Now I'm going home uh, out to, to do other things. But to, to the extent you can, try to create those boundaries. And we'll talk a little bit more about how we can do that uh, here in a minute. Uh, number three, use the time management tools that we've talked about in past episodes to, to help create those boundaries, to be able to work efficiently and effectively and not have work sort of expand to fill your entire day. Uh, one of the tools that can be very helpful in a situation like this where you're working from home or working at home, maybe um, even if it's not paid work for somebody else, it's time blocking. We'll talk about some others here in a minute, but time blocking is a great tool to help sort of focus your thinking and get uh, get your work done effectively and efficiently. And by time blocking, I mean uh setting aside chunks of time for specific kinds of activity i think it's more workable than scheduling your day hour by hour uh instead to create those blocks of time that are set aside for certain activities so maybe you have a block of time that's set aside for deep work for the the kind of work that you do that needs your focused concentration And you'll choose, looking at your your week, when is the time uh, that it's going to be most likely that you'll be able to concentrate and work without interruption. That block of time should be set aside for that deep work. Uh, Maybe you need to set aside a chunk of time for telephone or video conference calls, uh, a block of time for administrative kind of work, a block of time for household tasks, a block of time maybe for your kid's education that you're going to be working with them on, and certainly some time for self-care. So think about the things that you need to do in the course of a week and figure out where you can block out time for the types of work that you need to do and, and work accordingly. Fourth, develop routines and rituals to help get your mind on task. This is always important, but it's even more so when change and uncertainty are making it hard to stay focused. Routines uh, are things that you do habitually at a certain time in a certain way. Rituals are are similar kinds of things. little little things that you do to sort of signal your mind that it's time for a certain activity. And so for example, maybe to uh you want to create a, a startup ritual to signal to your mind that okay, it's time to work. I'm sitting down at my desk and I always do these certain things to kick off my work day. And maybe it's you light a candle, you, you spend two to three minutes meditating or just Uh, quietly breathing, taking some deep breaths. Maybe you turn on a special playlist of music that helps signal to your brain. uh, The more times you do this same sequence of events, the more it becomes habitual and it becomes that signal to your mind of, Oh, this is work time. This is what we do when those three things happen, whatever, you know, whatever ritual you come up with, but find a couple of little things that you do to sort of start your work day and, and signal your mind like that. If you struggle to stay focused at work because you've got so much on your mind, maybe part of your, uh, beginning of the day work ritual would be to spend 10 or 15 minutes, Um, just free writing, get a pen and paper and just unload all those thoughts that are distracting you. Don't censor it. You're not necessarily even going to go back and look at it again, but just to get it out of your head, uh, form words around it, make it a little more concrete and get it out of your head so that your your brain can go back to focusing on work. That may be a really useful thing to do as part of your morning ritual to get your workday started. If isolation is a problem for you, maybe part of your routine is to schedule a a daily call with a friend or a colleague, just, you know, just 10 minutes, five or 10 minutes to check in, see how they're doing. Uh, share your plan for the day. Sometimes that can be really helpful if you start out by just checking in and saying, "Hey, uh, what are your top three things you want to get accomplished today? Here are mine, and then maybe you check in again with each other at the end of the day to to say, "Okay, how did you do? I got two of my three things done, but then this other thing popped up and and so the the third one has gotten bumped to tomorrow. Just, just those quick check-ins can really help with that sense of isolation that we may be feeling working from home when that's not something we're used to. Um, certainly as part of your routine, schedule breaks. Get up from your desk or workspace and move around, uh, even just for a couple minutes every hour or so. Get up and go get a drink of water. Or, you know, keep a keep a glass of water at your desk with you, but get up every hour or so and walk out and fill your glass, maybe uh, walk outside around the yard for a few minutes if the weather permits, definitely try to take an actual lunch break away from your desk to just get a, a change in perspective, a change in scenery, give yourself a chance to kind of wind down for a minute before you go back to work. Another important part of the routine that can help you work more productively is set up that shutdown rich ritual at the end of your workday. And it doesn't need to take very long, but again, this is a signal now to your mind of all right, we're wrapping up work, we're done for the day. I'm gonna leave this behind and go out, you know, be part of the family or what whatever is the rest of your day. And so maybe. As part of a shutdown ritual, you start by taking a few minutes to just evaluate for yourself, how did this day go? Did I get the things I accomplished I wanted to? Or was I able to focus any part of the day? And and when was I able to focus? When was it a little harder? What, if anything, do I want to change tomorrow about how I approach getting my work done? So just just a couple minutes to kind of think about that intentionally and be more aware of how the day went. Pat yourself on the back for whatever things you accomplished that you're happy about. Then the next step would be maybe to take a quick look at your calendar for tomorrow identify any preparation you might do now to be ready for a meeting that you have tomorrow or a task that has to be accomplished because you've got a deadline. Just make sure you understand what's coming up. See if there's something quick you can do to set yourself up for success tomorrow. And then finally, take a minute, list your top three tasks for tomorrow, the the three things that you want to be sure to get done on your work, and identify what you will start with in the morning when you sit down to work. What's the first thing you're going to do? First project you're going to work on after you do your beginning of the day ritual, where will you start? Having made that decision, uh, you know, circle that on your list of three items, get your materials ready to go, take two seconds to kind of tidy up your workspace, shut down your computer if that's what you've been working on, and walk away and leave it behind, knowing that you're ready for tomorrow. You, you know what you've done well, and maybe what, what needs to improve tomorrow. And you've earned the rest of the day off. Just developing those routines and rituals can really help with that distraction and staying focused. So do that, certainly then another thing you can do is to seek out the tools that can help you work effectively and efficiently. And there are tons of them. I could, you know, make a whole episode about that, but not knowing what it is you need help with or or to work on, um, let me throw out a couple of ideas. If you need to collaborate or communicate with other people, say a lot of people now are doing meetings via video conferencing, so check out, if you don't already have a a tool that you're using, something like Zoom or Skype or Microsoft Teams for doing that video conferencing. That helps with the collaboration. It helps kind of alleviate some of that sense of isolation because you're interacting face-to-face. I mean, phone calls are great too, but sometimes just seeing another human being's face can be helpful. Now, I would say with respect to any of those video conferencing tools, Uh, I would mention that some people are experiencing issues with Skype or Zoom, whether it's trouble connecting or just, you know, not so great signal. I was actually on a Zoom call this morning with a mastermind group that I'm part of, and all of us were having issues with the quality of the video. And I think I've, I've read some things that all these services are a little bit overloaded just because so many people now are working from home. And so just be prepared for that. I have heard one recommendation that you might consider scheduling your call, your video meeting at 10 after or 10 till the hour uh, to avoid the crush of people who are trying to get on, uh, on to zoom or Skype or whatever at the top of the hour. So if instead of, you know, 10 AM, consider 10 minutes after that, or maybe later in the afternoon, maybe is, is going to be a less busy time, but just something to think about. Another tool that might help with working efficiently, staying focused is uh, a music playlist type of thing, whether it's a Spotify playlist that's designed for kind of work work time and helping you concentrate, or an app like Focus at Will, which I've talked about in the past, that is designed, uh, they have these music playlists that are designed to improve concentration and focus. So check that out. Uh, Another tool that might be helpful is a a good scanner. If you work on documents that you need to be able to send to other people, sign something and send to to someone, uh, check out a, a, a scanner that would let you do that. Um, I love my scan snap. I will try to find a link to that. I, I think I bought mine off of Amazon. Uh, I love it cause it's wireless so it can sit across the room. I don't have to, it doesn't have to take up space on my, on my desk or have a, a cable running across my office. And it's, I use it pretty regularly with things that I need to, uh, scan and send to somebody else. Certainly, it's helpful at this in this time to have a really excellent task manager slash project manager. If you don't already have one, consider looking at the one of the ones that we've talked about on the show. I use OmniFocus for most of my task management. I have used Todoist for my work. Uh, something like that, where you can capture all the tasks you need to do. Hopefully you've already got one in place from where you were working before and you should have access to it now, but really rely on that to keep track of all the things you need to do and keep you, keep you focused and going. A tool like text expander, is helpful in getting work done efficiently now as you've already heard they are a sponsor of this episode but I've used text expander for many years before they ever became a sponsor of this podcast uh, it's a it's a tool that allows you to sort of automate any of the sorts of things that you type frequently, whether it's an email or a letter or a, a document or anything like that. So look into Text Expander as a tool that might help you be more efficient. If you haven't used it before, maybe now's a great time to learn how to do it and you can take it with you when you're able to go back to your remote workplace. And finally, you know, tools in terms of getting the things that you need. Uh, you may not be able to go out to a store and buy it because a lot of businesses are closed, and we have been—we are all encouraged to stay in our houses uh, to allow this uh, to slow down the spread of this virus. So, you know, use online ordering services to get the supplies and equipment that you need, whether it's one of the big box stores uh, that I mentioned earlier or Amazon. Uh, y- y- take advantage of those delivery services to make sure you have the everyday items like pens and paper and all that sort of thing that you need and the bigger things that you might need equipment uh, chairs that sort of thing and then finally uh, I would suggest that if you have others in your household make this a family effort That is, and by this, I mean you're working from home and trying to be effective at your job while doing it from home. Make it a family effort. Kids of all ages can learn to cooperate to one extent or another with the things that need to get done, uh, to, to run a household. And especially with, with one or both parents working from home so they can learn to have quiet time and, you know, small children that may be a shorter quiet time. Older kids can be, um, quiet for longer periods of time and entertain themselves. A timer can help with this. Uh, If you've got young kids that maybe they can't tell time, so you can't say, I need everybody to be quiet uh, until my call is over at 1030. Uh, If you've got a timer, that, and you can order one from Amazon if you don't have one, that you can set that they can look at it and watch the time tick down so they know when they can come and check in with you. That can be really helpful. Kids can learn to help with tidying and cleaning the house. Uh, it can get kind of crazy when everybody's home all the time, and you know the house can kind of fall apart pretty quickly. And that shouldn't be a hundred percent your job to prevent that from happening. Uh, everybody can help out, and kid, even small kids can help with, you know, tidying things up, putting things away. And maybe let your kids if they're old enough to help. Uh, help plan some activities for the family to do together after the workday is over. Maybe they take turns choosing a game that everyone can play or a craft you can do together uh, or they can decide, hey, let's go for a walk outside if you, you're somewhere where you can do that safely. Uh, it allows them to kind of take ownership of the situation a little bit, gives you all something to look forward to that you're going to spend time together and can help maybe make things better. Uh, People more willing to cooperate with letting you get your work done. Certainly communicate. Let the others in the household know ahead of time. If you have an important call that you you need quiet for, or you need uninterrupted time to finish an important project, let them know ahead of time and make plans uh, so that they can cooperate in that way. And certainly coordinate with your spouse or significant other to share the workspace if that's if you're both working from home, work time, household chores, and child care. If you're both at home, either because you're both working from home or one you know one of you's been laid off and doesn't have an outside job right now. Uh, This is a great time if you don't already, as a couple, have a fair division of labor, whatever that, you know, fair means to you, uh, already in place. Now is a great time to work on it. And talk about it ahead of time rather than waiting until one or both of you is so frustrated that it erupts into an argument. But sit down and, and, you know, let's be a team together. What can we each do to make this work while we're in this situation? So those are some of my thoughts. Uh, I'd love to share a few ideas that uh, members of the Productive Woman community offered when Elena posted her question there. And I think some of these are great. Some of them echo some of the things I was talking about, but uh, some of them were things I hadn't thought about. So for instance... Uh, Elda says, I use a Pomodoro timer. And she said, you can Google tomato timer and it'll explain what that is. Uh, She goes on to say, the concept is you work for 25 minutes, then a five minute break. Uh, And she says, it's easier to focus if I know it's just 25 minutes at a time. Sometimes I can even manage to add an extra 10 to 15 minutes before I take a break. She also said, in conjunction to this, I also block apps on my phone. I use off time. But I don't like that the new version still shows notifications, but it won't let her go into an app. So if I think she's what she's saying there is if you're finding yourself uh, kind of getting unproductive because you're getting distracted by apps on your phone, you can use uh, one of these services, whether it's off time or the service on your phone to kind of block you out of social media apps, for instance, for a period of time so you can stay focused. Andrea S. says, I love Brooke Castillo's idea of the power hour. You make your to-do list, then you pop your tasks or projects into your calendar as for when you're going to do them, and then you stick to it. You do what your calendar says. Janine M. says, I'm sharing a post my oldest son wrote. So her son had written a post. Uh, He has worked from home for a long period of time. And um, she said she found it helpful as a newly working from home person. I looked at it, some great ideas in there. So I will put a link to her son's post in the show notes for this episode so you can check it out as well. Elena H a different Elena had a number of suggestions and offered some encouragement to uh, that that we nobody is alone in feeling this way and so here were some of Elena H's suggestions number one don't beat yourself up for not being motivated every day no one is and that is so true. Elena H says, daily productivity isn't about motivation. It's about dedication and habit setting. Determine the key habits you want to implement and get really clear on their purpose and the why for each. And she recommends the book Atomic Habits, which we've talked about before. And I echo that. I think it's a great book if you want to get yourself set up for success in the habits that you are developing for working from home or anything else. Uh, Elena H's second recommendation: She says you're on the right track about creating a schedule. It can be tough when you've never worked from home before and are starting from scratch. But the biggest thing to remember here is that the schedule needs to be custom and work for you. There are a lot of great examples out there, especially for morning and evening routines. But remember to keep your goals and values in mind when putting your schedule together. And for number three, Elena H says for actually being productive. At home, or in general, really, it's super important to be clear on your priorities. If you're struggling with doing this, do a brain dump, consider what's most important and urgent, and then pick your top three priorities at the start of every day and start with those. So those are some great reminders from her. Lucy B says, have a work zone. She has been working from home for about 10 years. She loves it there. Uh, Lucy says, I have a home office and keep regular start and stop times as if I were in the office. I take a break for coffee or water every hour and having a plan or schedule will keep you focused and have less time to be fearful. And that's so true. Setting those routines in place, uh, those rituals help helps us feel a little bit of a sense of control over what seems like an out of control situation. And that can help us with that fear. Elizabeth B says, I'm in a similar boat working from home and now suddenly homeschooling my kindergartner while hubby continues to work outside the house. She also finds that Pomodoro timer to be simple, effective, and a most gratifying tool And some of the other things she recommends. She says, I start my workday a little earlier, 30 to 60 minutes before usual, and end earlier. Number two, get dressed, not fancy, but real clothes first thing. Number three, all the natural light. Number four, sit at a desk or table, not on the couch. Number five, take a real lunch break and move. Do something fun. Number six, do something for myself or the house during the Pomodoro breaks. Number seven, schedule time certain calls with other people for some built-in accountability. And that's something, you know, that I was mentioning earlier. So that's a great idea. And number eight, Elizabeth B says, give yourself some grace. Don't expect yourself to be a machine for eight hours. Just focus on producing the work. Christine G. says, you can do this. Write down what you typically do at work during a normal business day, including the time you typically take lunch. Try to follow your typical normal work schedule. When you're off from work, focus on one home-related task that really needs to get done. When complete, do another task. For me, I've been giving myself a water break every 90 minutes and a meditative breath break every three hours. This is for me to step back, step away for just a couple minutes, and then refocus on the task at hand. I love that idea of taking a meditative breath break every few hours. Just pause for a few minutes, just close your eyes, relax your shoulders, and breathe deeply for a couple minutes. Gabrielle G. says, I have mostly worked from home for years and have a rough schedule. I work best in the morning, so the goal is usually to do real work in the morning. You need to figure out when you work best. If it's work and I'm not done by about 2 p.m., it's probably not getting done today unless I'm up against a deadline. As a sort of typical day that is actually productive, uh, I work mornings, could be 8 to 11 or 7 to 2, whatever's needed, and if I'm on a roll, I keep going. Then a long lunch break, usually watching some news, um, load up the the dishwasher, flip some laundry, then take a walk. Uh, She's now added some gardening to get some more outside time. And she says errands, which I'm not really doing much now at all, obviously. Then I could do a project for an hour or so, then dinner prep dinner, and then time for whatever, a light project, TV, reading. For me, getting the work out of the way and off my mind is the most important. And so I loved hearing about Gabrielle's um, suggestion, uh, her her approach to working from home. And finally, longtime community member Claire has written a blog post about work at home productivity on her productivity blog. And I'm going to share a link to that in the show notes. I highly recommend it. You can find it on her website, which is mylifeinorder.com. So those are some suggestions from me and from other women in the Productive Woman community. What do you think? Are you new to working from home or have you been doing it for years? Share your questions or your best tips. We can all learn from each other and support and encourage each other during this difficult time. You can share either your questions or your suggestions in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 288. Or post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. As always, if you are uh, a woman who listens to this podcast and you are in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, uh, we can certainly continue that conversation there. Uh, That's a private group just for women who listen to this podcast. uh, And we can be there, there's so much support and encouragement going on there that I, I love being there. If you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can always email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I would love to hear from you. I want to take just a quick minute to uh, thank some people who've recently shared reviews of the Productive Woman podcast in Apple Podcasts, uh, what used to be called iTunes. It's been a while since I've seen new new comments or new reviews. There were several that showed up just in the last week or so. Three people who really liked the show. One not so much, and so I want to say thank you to all of them because I appreciate the feedback. Uh, Terry in California from the United States, not not such a big fan. It, it uh, sounds like Terry listened to the very first introductory episode of the podcast didn't enjoy it, because Terry says, your introduction podcast basically gave me all the reasons not to listen. Well, thanks, Terry. I don't disagree with you. That probably wasn't the best episode. um, But that was the way I was able to sort of get over my fear of putting myself out there. And I hope that it's improved since then. And so maybe someday Terry will come back and listen again. But I appreciate the feedback either way. Sky from the Philippines says, Amazing show, love it. Good insights and perspective, a podcast for anyone who enjoys a good listen. So, thank you so much, Sersha. Tommy WC from the United States said, Amazing advice, incredible podcast. Uh, so, thanks for that and that nice five star rating. And Prelude 31 from the United States said, I had to write this because I'm listening to the episode about perfectionism. Laura's knowledgeable and has such a calm manner of delivering the podcast. It's very easy to listen to. She's also easy to relate to. She's more focused on work and has great content. I'm still listening to early episodes, great food for thought. So thank you, Prelude 31. Uh, So thank you to everyone who's left a review. I I really do appreciate the feedback. Whether you like the show or not, I can learn from it think that's it. Uh, remember to visit TextExpander.com slash podcast to learn more about how Text Expander can help you be more productive, whether you're working at home or elsewhere, and to get 20% off your first year. And thank you to Text Expander for supporting the Productive Woman podcast. And that really is it for this episode of the Productive Woman. As always, I am grateful to you for spending this time with me. I hope you found it helpful. I look forward to hearing from you and your ideas on how we can all be more productive at home, um, whether we're working for pay or otherwise. And I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.